This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new week here of Sign Sealed Delivered on Dear Hallmark. My name is Dara, and I have titled this series of reviews of Sign Sealed Delivered Special Delivery. And it is aptly named because this is such a special show. And I am having such a good time watching this show we are now halfway through the television series which means i'm this much closer to getting into the movies and i'm really really excited so this one's going to be a start off a bit different because we have some some a little bit of news um Yan K. Crystal Lowe, who plays Rita from Science Seal Delivered, it was announced that she is the first mentee in this directorial initiative that Ashley Williams has pitched and has since started with Hallmark to get more women behind the camera. And come to find out, the movie that she's working on is Tamara's movie. <laughs> Which is super, super cool. So she's shadowing the director of Tamara's movie. And it's so awesome that Ashley has started this initiative of having more women behind the camera. um, And that she's starting it with Hallmark. And that Hallmark has picked it up and has run kind of full force with it. So this is just so beautiful. And I want to send out a hearty congratulations to young kid Crystal Lowe. Um. Also, I was, this week in particular, I felt incredibly loved and welcomed into the Postables community. And I just wanted to share a few or two comments that I received under the post. So the first one, this is on Instagram, is by JW5201, 6201, I'm sorry. They say, love your reviews of SSD. It is addicting. Glad you're part of the Postables. So the question is, how can I become a part of the Dead Letter Society? I'm sorry, I keep on this Dead Letter office. What's my, like, I'm, I was literally trying to think about this. What is my special ability? Because I feel like each person has a special gift. What is my special ability as a part of the Dead Letter office? I'm really trying to think about this because I need to be a part of the crew. I must. Um, what would yours be if you were a team, a part of the team, a part of the dead letter office? What would your special ability be? Would it be you can read super fast? Um, you have maybe you're a history buff. That's kind of maybe that's Norman. I don't know. Um, but oh my gosh, I'm going to be thinking about this. I am. The second comment, uh, this is by Aiden.Harmston. I listened. It's so special and so satisfying to hear your SSD reviews since I'm a new postable myself. I watched it last year. There's no going back for me. 
I'll always and forever love SSD. And that's how I feel. I'll always and forever love SSD. This is the pilot so far, honestly. The the pilot and mass no, the pilot Time to Start Living and the masterpiece have been my favorite episodes so far of what I've watched of SSD. The pilot being my most favorite. And I think it's because the feeling that I felt when watching it, I was blown away. I literally was like, what is this and how can I have more? (laughs) And so the feeling that 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 first watch gave me stuck with me. And much like what Aiden Harmston said, there's really no going back. Now, y'all got me for life. (laughs) Move over, set a place at the table for me. Y'all got me for life. (laughs) So speaking of which, let's get into the first review. Um, We're going to be doing episode six, The Edge of Forever. Now, let's get into the story of the letter of this episode. So there are two estranged sisters that Oliver and Shane are able to bring together. They meet at the mailbox grill, which I love that name, by the way. Um, and the, the letter comes by way of a package. There's an urn and the urn is requesting the pres- <laughs> the presence. It's kind of a posthumous request um, for both sisters to be present. And it was originally sent to a woman named Maggie. So someone, they're all trying to figure out who is this Maggie person. So the urn contains the mother's ashes who was sick, which we see in the opening, the opening scene. And presumably by cancer because of how she, you know, wrapped the, the headdress around her head. It's kind of a presumed she has cancer and so she left instructions that she wanted her daughters to carry out so that the ashes may be released to them and she sends them on one last treasure hunt which is something they used to do when they were little girls now the clue that she gives them leads them to a campsite that we the same campsite that we see in the beginning Um, And I also want to mention, though, that during this time with them trying to find the answer to the clue, Oliver takes them back to the DLO because there was a book there that Norman needed in order to find a specific place that answered the, the clue they were looking for. And there was this kind of ongoing battle of Shane with her tech and then Oliver and Norman using analog methods such as books, papers, things of that sort. And so when they finally arrived to this campsite Vanessa who's the younger sister she did not want to go in something she instantly remembered why this looked so familiar and she didn't want to go in and you can tell it was related to a bad memory so she goes off into the woods and then her older sister Caitlin goes off looking after her so we're going to pause talking about the story because something incredibly significant happens within the DLO while the two sisters are out in the woods. So Oliver and Shane are sitting on the porch waiting for the owner of the general store and the post office to come back. They're sitting there rocking, you know, rocking back and forth on the porch. 
And Shane is still feeling a way about Oliver canceling their dance performance in the showcase. So as they're sitting there, she decides to do a quick search of Oliver's wife on her iPad. And she finds that his wife took out a three-year lease on an apartment in Paris. And with this information, Shane is thinking, well, she's definitely not coming back. Now, meanwhile, Oliver's talking to her about this bird that he sees that's super rare. And Shane begins to comment, but Oliver is able to perceive that, okay, these comments aren't, even though they're about the bird, they're not about the bird. They must be about the, the dance showcase. And so Shane ends up telling her, like, well, I'm sorry, Oliver ends up telling her, you know, I'm a married man. I don't want to give off the appearance of anything other than just, you know, dance partners. And I don't, I like, I'm a married man. And I'm thinking, oh, no, 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 sweetheart. You noticed that there was a spark there when they were doing that dance in the Masterpiece episode, I think it was or the, the episode prior, you noticed there was something there and you were like, I can't do it, which I respect. I fully respect. Um, but let's call a spade a spade. You you felt something and you were like, I can't move forward with this. And so he kind of nipped it in the bud, which like I said, I respect and admire. But you can tell Shane cared about Oliver in this sense of like, why do you keep pining after this woman who doesn't want you? In essence. And so she ends up telling Oliver what she found out about his wife with the lease in Paris. And Oliver gets upset. And he's like, well, I presumed, you know, at least I thought you were a friend. He said something to that effect. So now getting back into the story, Vanessa comes back, but without Caitlin. And Vanessa tells the story of their last memory at this general store and post office. And come to find out, it was a memory of them finding out that their dad died in a plane crash. And so once Maggie, the owner of the general store, arrives, she instantly recognizes Vanessa. And then Caitlin comes And it wasn't until Caitlin comes that Maggie was released to read the letter that was left for her to the daughters. And there's actually another clue. And in that clue, they are to make s'mores and be truthful and honest about why their relationship dissolved over the years. And come to find out, Vanessa thought Caitlin was blaming her for their dad's death. Meanwhile, Caitlin was blaming herself for their dad's death because Vanessa's birthday was the weekend that her dad was flying back. He was in a um he was in Boston for business and Caitlin had called their father a day before to ask him to come home early because Vanessa really wants to see him. And so Caitlin thought that because he got on a flight earlier than he should have he wouldn't have died if he would have, you know, just stayed where he was and came when he was originally supposed to come. And then Vanessa's thought, well, because he was coming for my birthday, like it was my birthday he was coming for, he wouldn't have gotten on that plane. So it's my fault. And so they both harbored this guilt, this 
shame, if you will, this bitterness and this anger, but they never communicated that to one another. And I mean, at the time they were, they were youngins. So I, I'm sure they couldn't process and fully realize why they were doing what they're doing. And by the time they grew up, it was, I guess, to the point they didn't even care because they just didn't talk to each other. But they have since made, a, they've made amends. And then they, oh, this part, they go on, they make the s'mores and they go on the hike and they find the view that their mother told them about the last time they were there, they were there. And that's where the title of this episode comes in, The Edge of Forever, because that is what her mom, how their mom described the view from the hiking point that they were going to hike to. And so when they reached that point and as they were about to spread the ashes, Caitlin's like, I feel like we should have a poem or say some some type of words. And Shane says, you know, Oliver is a man of many words. I'm sure there's something he can recite for you all to so that you're able to release your mom's ashes the way that you want. And y'all, Oliver began to recite his eye is on the sparrow. And when Eric Mabius, and I'm saying this purposefully, choked up. Your girl had to look away because I said, I know he's not about to cry, which is about to make me cry. Because if if there's anything I find that make me cry quicker, it's military family reunions and then grown men crying. It's something about those two things that are that have an instant, oop, my eyes are about to water reaction. And in that moment, I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Awards, awards, awards. I'm talking country music awards, Screen Actors Guild awards, Michelin stars. Eric Mavius just needs all the awards for that moment. My goodness. And so that concludes the story of the letter for that episode. Now, around the DLO, outside of Oliver and Shane's relationship with what was happening with his wife in Paris... Rita is applying for the Miss Special Delivery pageant. Now, while her and Norman are in the office, while Shane and Oliver are out with Caitlin and Vanessa, Rita is on her roller skates, rolling around, doing the thing, practicing her her sorting. And so she tries this spin and she slips and Norman catches her. And it's so cute. Now, while she's having a whole moment as he has her in his arms, Norman's like, oh, there goes my stamp I was looking for. He's like so clueless. It's ridiculous. You guys, this show is super, super, super cute. Super, super, super cute. But my goodness, this was, this was, whew. Whew. Yeah, this one put me on the edge of tears for sure. For sure. So beautiful. And even the, the, like, I felt Shane's care towards Oliver when she, when they were on the porch and she was telling him about his wife. He was upset because he was like, oh, so you're, you're diving into my private life now? Like you're spying on me? But you could tell she really cares about him and she really wants him to move on. I don't know if she wants him to move on with her at this point. I can't tell, even though I know that's how it ends up because I've since seen, I haven't watched, but you know, I've seen previews for the the later movies. So I know that's how they end up. 
But I don't know if this early in the stage she has feelings for him yet. So I don't know if she wants him to move on for the sake of her or if she just wants him to stop wasting his time just out of pure care for him. You know what I mean? And I, I personally think it's the latter. I think she cares about him as a friend. She's like, bro, you need to move on. Like this woman doesn't want you anymore. So, uh, yeah, I need to think about how I can join the dead letter office and we'll, we'll, we'll think about that. Maybe by the time I've finished watching this entire series, I will know where I fit into the DLO. We'll see. <laughs> well, my lovely ones, I am going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we are going to get into episode seven, which is the future me. So stay tuned. Welcome back, my friends. And now it's time to get into episode seven, The Future Me. This episode for me was incredibly inspiring. And I'll talk to you more about that when we get into the story of the letter for this episode. But first, I want to get into the the DLO dealings, as I'll call them. In the beginning, a letter is found in a desk in what seems to be an antique store. And the letter is given to a young lady from the post office who makes it a point to want to give it directly to Rita. And she comes across incredibly friendly and Rita's incredibly excited about it. However, Shane is picking something up that she's like, mm, there's something here. And come to find out, this young lady is also competing in the Miss Special Delivery pageant. And even more, she was scoping out the competition, asking Rita what she's wearing, what her talent is. And as Shane approaches and confronts the young lady on the sorting floor, the young lady says, please, Rita is no competition. What is her talent? Really? Like, you really think she can win? Uh. And Shane's just thinking, the audacity this person now we are also introduced to the new supervisor which the post office goes through so many supervisors it's, in, it's incredible our new supervisor is not another than miss mary lou henner who you know as the mom from the aurora tea garden mystery series and of course she's been in other hallmark movies as well but her stint has been on the aurora tea garden mystery series so in this episode, we're introduced to her. She's incredibly strict by the book, by the rules. However, she's bent on her daughter winning and wanting her daughter to win the Miss Special Delivery pageant, as this is something her daughter has wanted since she was a little girl. Now, Shane, you know, after finding all this out, she gives Rita a makeover of sorts. And Rita comes into the office with this shapely pencil skirt, no glasses on. Her hair is flowing and wavy in the wind. And Norman is just literally blown away. <laughs> and Oliver just, he he takes a glance at Norman and that nobody's saying anything at this point. And Shane is saying, say something say something and so oliver with his polite self oh oh you gotta love oliver o'toole the reason why we are silent is because you have taken our breath away and of course he says this in very in a very choppy way to the point where you're just like oh my gosh 
These characters are so endearing. I just want to give them all a hug. Can we pause right here and say, I, man, I wish I could have watched SSD earlier so that I could have met them at Rama Drama West Palm Beach. For those of you who are not aware or have never heard of Rama Drama, they had an incredible event in West Palm Beach, Florida last summer where they brought together our favorite Hallmark stars. They had Aaron Cahill, Brittany Bristow, Danica McKellar, Andrew Walker, Tyler Hines, Trevor Donovan, Ryan Pavey. And they also had the cast of Signed, Sealed, Delivered. In fact, Signed, Sealed, Delivered had their own VIP experience, spearheaded by the ladies of the Deliver Me a podcast, who are Casey, Jess, and Cami. Love you, ladies. Love you so much. They have been so supportive of me on my SSD journey. It's, it's, I just, I feel the love. I feel the love. But I almost feel a sense of regret that I had not watched this series sooner. Because when I tell you that I would have eaten that entire experience up with a spoon and a fork and a knife and a butter knife and a salad fork and a seafood fork and all of the other fancy silverware that nobody has a reason or any idea why it's there, but it's there. I would have eaten it all up. Oh my word. Man it. (laughs) I desperately hope that there is another SSD VIP experience for whenever Rama Drama has their next event. Also, you guys, quick aside, Rama Drama, they were the ones who were over the Christmas in Chicago event where there was a gala Friday night and a private screening of a fabled holiday starring Ryan Pavey and Brooke Dorsey. And they were actually in the building along with the director. And then Saturday, it was a pajama party And we watched Three Wise Men and a Baby with Tyler and Paul. And then Tyler had a remote and he would stop and they would talk about stuff. And Andrew was, um, he was there via Zoom and we saw him. It was, it was so dope, y'all. It was so dope. But that's a quick aside. I, yeah, that's a quick aside. Getting back to, (laughs) getting back to this. So after Oliver, you know, says his thing to Rita, she puts her glasses back on and was like, it's still me, mom, and it's still me. <laughs> oh, gosh, I love this show so much. You guys, I might have a problem. I love this show so much. Do you know how hard it is for me to not just binge the whole thing in one sitting and to pace it out so that I can have the bandwidth to give you an in-depth enough review of the episode? Oh, mercy, mercy me. Okay. (laughs) Getting back to this. So I don't know why I'm tickled now. So Rita puts back on her glasses, right? And says the thing to Norman. And they begin assisting Shane and Oliver with the case at hand. So they end up going to City Hall to find if our two leads of the story, if they filed a marriage license. And we'll get into that a little bit later about how that factors in. But to do that, what Norman did was he told the the worker that him and Rita were engaged and that they were filing for their marriage license. And Rita's like, I'm not, you know, she's living her best life in this moment. 
I don't know why I'm so tickled all of a sudden. <laughs> and so they, like, both of them just milk that moment, but I don't think either of them realize how the other person is taking what's happening. You know what I mean? And so after that moment, we have the special delivery pageant. And, you know, Mary Lou Henner's trying to get into Rita's head about how I'm going to squash you like a bug if you don't let my baby win and all this other stuff. And Norman, with his ever so peculiar self, comes up and encourages Rita by telling her about this bug that has a very special feature and that it is unsquashable. And she's just like, oh, Norman, you always know what to say. And so Norman, with Norman encouraging her, she actually uses that as fuel for her encouraging statement that the judges ask her to give. Like, how would you encourage the staff here at the post office? Blah, blah, blah. So that's Rita and Norman. Shane and Oliver. Oliver's going through it. So remember, we talked about him finding out that his wife leased an apartment and so he began cleaning everything over the weekend Shane perceives that he's fine however Rita and Norman are like oh my goodness this dude is all over the place and Shane said what do you mean he seems fine to me and Norman explains how he tied the tie of his he tied the knot of his tie in a completely different knot than he normally would. And the quote that he gave in his little kind of power soliloquy about the weekend, he misquoted, which Oliver normally never does. And first of all, I thought that was incredibly cute that they picked up on that. But also you can tell that Oliver was really rocked by that information. And we see him going throughout the episode really coming to terms with it and by the end of it we see Shane and Oliver is asking Shane to dance he said we never did really have that dance did we I thought that was so cute I really really liked that part I really did so let's get into the story of the letter for this episode so there are two young people with Down syndrome who I, I'd love to see it. I love that they, I, I just loved it. It warmed my heart when I saw, when I saw that. So it was two young people with Down syndrome wanting to get married, but the father of the bride is forbidding it. That's kind of the, that's kind of the overarching plot here. And so how this story unfolds is that, like I said, in the beginning of this segment, the letter was found in a desk. And it was actually the desk of another young lady who we find out the letter is to her future self. And that what was really inspiring. Writing a letter to yourself 10 years from now about where you'll be, what you'll be doing, what you hope to take from life during that time. I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to do that. I think that would be a really good exercise. Who's with me? Who would want to write a letter to your future self? Put it in an envelope. Seal it. Don't mail it. But just keep it with you. And like put it in a spot where you know you'll always have it with you. And then open it 10 years from now. I would, I would totally do that. And so the young lady, as she's reading the letter, because Shane and Oliver brought the letter back to her, she realizes... I, 
I have to take control of my own life now. And so she goes to her parents and she literally demands, I want to get married. I want to get married. Why won't you let me marry? I think his name is Bobby. Why won't you let me marry him? Why? Why? And her, you can tell her dad was just very concerned and nervous to let her go, which was something we saw in the movie Color My World with Love with Erica Durance and Benjamin Ayers. That was something Erica Durance's character dealt with concerning Lily, Lily D. Moore's character. She didn't want to let her go as it pertained to her dating someone. So that was a that was a cool callback for me, you know, watching this on the back end. And then that's how we get into the young lady and Bobby running away. They end up going to City Hall and getting a marriage license. And they find the parents en- enlist Shane and Oliver's help. They end up finding them. But throughout that time of them looking for the the two leads, the father, he's really ruminating and chewing on some things. And within the letter, the young lady wrote detail for detail how she wanted her wedding, which was exactly how her parents had their wedding. And so by the end of the episode, they, and by they, I mean her parents, threw that wedding for her. And when her dad shone and she saw like that was the most important thing to her was that her dad was there and he was there to support her. It was so beautiful. And it was at the wedding, at the reception where Shane and Oliver danced. And it was just so beautiful. This episode was so beautiful. And I look forward to seeing more. I look forward to seeing more. Well, you guys, that is going to do it for me here on this episode of Special Delivery, Diving into Science Sealed Delivery. Let me know your thoughts. If you are watching Science Sealed Delivery for the first time, how are you feeling about it? You can leave me a voice message, actually. There is a link in the show notes. And it'll take you to a page where you're able to leave 60 seconds worth of your thoughts. And I'll be able to play it here on the podcast. And if you don't believe me, you can just listen to my Welcome to Valentine episode that I did with the voice. I had a voice message in that one, as well as a Paris proposal, I believe. So be sure to check that out. And there are some other links in the show notes um, to suit your fancy if you want to learn more about Dear Hallmark. But also be be sure to subscribe to the podcast and rate and review because not only does it help me and it helps the algorithm push me out there, but it also helps others know that there is other Hallmark out content out there for them to consume year round and not just Christmas time. That's right. I am here all year round. I'm reviewing SSD and I'm also reviewing all of the new movies that Hallmark Channel premieres on Saturdays. So be sure to check that out. I also have a YouTube channel um, where I'm a little bit more animated in my reviews and thoughts on the movies. So be sure to check that out as well. So that will do it for me here this week for the, this episode of Special Delivery. I look forward to checking in with you guys next week um, in, in the Dead Letter office. So thank you guys so much. I'll talk to you next week. Ciao, my friend.